Hi, this is The Me Journeys, and I'm Paige Tripp. I'm a mom of four girls who knows parenting isn't easy, especially when trying to heal and grow ourselves. Here, I share the real ups and downs I have faced on my own mindful empowerment journey and how I navigate healing through parenting. Join me on this journey, and let's get mindfully empowered together. Hi, everyone. I'm Paige Tripp, and this is The Me Journeys. Um, As you can tell, the intro to my podcast has changed a little bit um, because I wanted to just update it a bit. Um, I wasn't feeling feeling the vibe, so I changed it a little bit. Um, So yeah, today's episode is, you know, just one that I have been um, hearing a lot of things about. So I decided that I needed to have a talk about it. Um, As moms, if you're on here, dads, you can also learn from this. Um, It's a struggle that I've encountered over the past week or so, and I've noticed it way more um, as I've been interacting with more moms. I've noticed the dynamic when our children are having meltdowns. I can walk around any store or any neighborhood or any situation where there is a child having a full-blown meltdown. And I mean like bloody murder, curdling, screaming, just the whole freak out. And I can be so calm and put together and I can, you know, hold a conversation while another child is screaming at the top of their lungs. And it's very easy for me to do that. However, when my own children scream, it is like the end of the world is coming. And I, I'm not a scientist. I'm not, I'm not a like medical expert. So I'm sure that there is some biological component to this and I'm going to go research it and then I will keep you updated. But it is, I've noticed other moms say this to me. They're like, oh my God, it's so funny that you said that. I feel the same way and I feel so crazy. But when my kids can have a freak out, no matter where I am, I feel immediate fight or flight. Like I am ready to run. It's like, imagine you are walking peacefully on this beautiful forest preserve or like even a beach or just somewhere beautiful that's calm and calming to you and really put yourself in that calm position. And then all of a sudden you turn around and there is this massive, pack of wolves just ready to tear you apart. Imagine the panic you would feel. (laughs) That is how I feel when my children scream. And I've had people literally tell me, just calm down. It's fine. Don't worry about it. They're just, and that is like my number one trigger. Like I, my husband is calm when, and I don't know if it's just like a dad thing. Like you guys just don't have this biological fight or flight that goes off when your kids are having a full-blown meltdown. And if there's any dads out there who's listening to this who are like, no, I totally feel the same way, please message me and let me know. Because so far, all the men that I've experienced, like, yeah, they have like these, oh my God, they, they're not stopping for me. But I've heard and I've seen many dads like act completely calm and normal and like hold conversations while their kids are having a tantrum. And I'm like, I, I don't know how you do it. Like, I, I can't do it. And, you know, it's just me and uh, a friend were talking and 
And I could just see it in her eyes as I hear the baby in the background. And I was just like, oh my God, I feel her. I know exactly what she's feeling because as your kid's crying, all of a sudden, like even though they're with their father or the, uh, the other parent, it's it's like something in you is just like activated. And it's like, are they doing this? Is this happening? What's happening? Oh my God, my child needs me. I know I can calm my child. And I don't know if it's just like, again, an innate thing, but the panic that comes in, it's so real and it's so intense. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because I know in my own marriage, this has caused, sorry, I have kids screaming in the background. <laughs> um, this has, they're safe, by the way, they are with dad. So yes, putting my practice into play as my kids are screaming, I'm trying to host a podcast. Um, anyways, well, um, in my own marriage, this has caused a lot of tension. Um, one, because I think by me responding, actually, I know um, the moment that these situations occur, my kids are freaking out and dad's in charge and they're freaking out and I'm doing something like recording a podcast, immediately I start to feel irritated and in like, okay, you know what to do, like get either take them into another room or do something. And, and then I get, so first I get triggered and I'm like, why is he not doing what I need him to do? And how, how can he keep them quiet for me for 10 minutes? <laughs> and then two, it's like, okay, what's happening? Is someone hurt? And then my mommy instinct comes in like, oh my God, maybe something's happening. Maybe dad's having his own freak out and I should go rescue. And then the spiral happens and I get into my mind and I'm like, trying so hard to stay focused but all I can think about is all the ways that I need to show up and rescue people and that is my codependency that is um that's just me not showing up as a whole person it's me feeling the need to have to do everything and I've noticed more and more moms have mentioned this to me in the past month about how they're trying so hard to um you know give responsibility over more to their their partner so that they can have time to themselves but it's during those times that their kid you know there's a bunch of like memes on the internet where it's like mom sitting in the bathroom and or like taking a bath and it's like mommy time and dad's in charge and all you hear is screaming in the background <laughs> and you know it's funny because as moms we're always trying to get me time but we're also not leaving the house for this me time. And that's okay if we want to leave the house. That's okay if we want. Uh, and, and you know, like the fact that we want to stay in the house sometimes is fine too. But I think it's important for us as moms and dads to just remember that me time does not always mean that we need to leave or feel guilty. Um, and I think that that has a big component to why we are, um, having these triggering moments of like when we're in the house doing something for ourselves that like it should be quiet. Um, so what do we do? What do we do when, when we're in these moments and we don't have support? So like we're out with friends at lunch or dinner or whatever, or you're having a party. And for myself, I have twin toddlers. So, um, you know, we go to a party and they're running in different directions 
And if I have my husband, that's great. We divide and conquer. But if he's not there, then I'm on my own to do this. And I'm on my own to, you know, um, navigate these children and make sure they're not like jumping in someone's pool <laughs> or um, running into a street or, you know, like going to kill themselves. So it can be hard to hold a conversation. And in those moments is when we start to get triggered and immediately we're just thinking it's about the kids. But if you dive deeper into like, why am I, why am I being triggered in this moment? For me, I look at it and I'm like, one, they probably think I'm a terrible parent because my kids can't just like play. They just have to go and get into things and be destructive and decide to like fuck with me and decide to run in different directions at all times. And I look like a chicken with my head cut off. Two, I look like I'm not interested in it in a conversation or I'd rather be playing with my kids instead of talking to another adult. You know, and just all these like insecurities come up where I'm like, okay, one, half these people are probably looking at me like, oh, this poor woman, <laughs> she's running around with these kids and she probably needs help. Like she looks like she's drowned. <laughs> um, which again, there's another insecurity that pops in my head that the, the judgment of like, I'm failing as a mom or a parent and people are looking at me like this lady's crazy. Um, and so usually when these moments, when our kids are having their own feelings, they trigger our insecurities. And it's usually if we dive in, especially around parenting, it's usually these insecurities about us not being good enough as parents or failing in some way, at least in my own life. Now, again, this is my my perception and it does not mean that it's true for all of you. But this is what I'm I'm learning on my own journey is that the more triggered I am, the more it usually means that, you know, I'm I'm feeling an insecurity. <laughs> I don't know if you can hear my child screaming. They're playing a game. Dad's revving them up as I'm recording. So thank you, Dad. <laughs> Oh my gosh, he's so crazy. Um, anyways, uh, yeah, so don't worry about being good enough. And don't worry about voicing the um the your opinion to somebody when it comes to like when your child is screaming and you're having a hard time um sorry, I'm having my own mommy moment. I keep getting distracted by my children screaming. Um, yeah. So no, it's just one of those things where like, don't be scared to say in the moment when you're having a conversation, can we pause this moment? Can we pause this conversation and let me just get my kids in a, into an activity so that I can then focus on this because I really want to participate in this conversation. And I've noticed the more I say that to people, either one of two things occur. Either one, they're like, yeah, okay, cool, whatever. And then they're like, move on to the next topic. And they usually either one will participate in a conversation later with me or just be like, all right, whatever. This conversation is dumb and I don't feel like starting it back up. Or two, they will join me and play with my kids. And then we will have a conversation together. And then I'm being supported and I'm allowing someone to step in and one, support me. And sees that I'm needing help or support so that I can actually be an adult and hold a conversation for once um, and not just have to be wrangling children. Because 
that is like my one of my biggest triggers is bringing my kids along to like a party and an activity or like even out at like a festival. And I'm like, what is the purpose of me doing these activities with my children? Except if it's just like if it's for them to like go to a carnival or something, I'm like, okay, fine. It's to benefit my kids. But over the past 10 years, I have struggled with taking my kid or like going to events that are to fill me because I either want have one like to bring my kids. Um, and so then I bring my kids and I'm just like, what's the, why did I do this? Like, I'm not even enjoying this party because I'm just watching my children and it's boring and I can't even hold a conversation because I'm constantly ripping a child off of like the ledge or somewhere crazy, you know? So it's, I noticed that more and more moms are opening up to me about this topic and how they are struggling to hold conversations because they're so distracted by their children. And, you know, it's just, it's just hard. It's hard guys. It's hard. You're not alone. Sorry. I think I'm losing my voice. (laughs) Um, yeah. And so, you know, one thing I found very helpful is just letting people kind of know in that moment of what I'm feeling. And I don't know if it's just one that I have fully just come to terms with. This is my life in this moment. And people who want to be a part of it are going to either accept it and be like, all right, cool. I can roll with that. Or they're just going to catch up with me at another time. And so I'm learning to accept that I get triggered in those moments. It's hard for me to concentrate and it's hard for me to stay present when I am hearing my children screaming like I am right now. It's like divine timing. You want to host a podcast about children screaming and teach people (laughs) about being mindful in those moments to honor themselves. So we're going to throw your child in here and have her scream. And it is perfect. And I love it. And I'm not going to even edit this. So if it sounds like someone's being murdered, I'm sorry. <laughs> They're playing catch. And I, I text dad to um, take my children into the back room. But they are getting pissed that I asked that. So I'm just going to let it be. Because I think it's so perfect that it's happening right now in this moment. <laughs> Um, so yes, let's see if I could refocus this podcast and get it back on track. Um, yeah. So basically the number one thing that I am working on right now to pull me back into this mindfulness moment when my kid is possibly losing it or just enjoying themselves and distracting me or interfering with the moment that I need it to be quiet. What are some techniques that I can use to then pull me back into the moment and regain that mindfulness time for myself? Um, I've been working on like taking some alone time. So for example, let's walk through this scenario. I decided that I was going to take a bath. I don't usually take baths, but I realized that um, water is extremely grounding for me. And so what I decided to do was that um, with that I was going to 
take a bath. And no matter what is going to happen in my house, I'm doing it. So I put the twins to nap and they were so quiet. And they were like, I was like, yeah, they're sleeping. Awesome. You know, I'm just going to take my bath now. Going to do it. So run the bath, get it all set up. I bought some like new things for myself to make me feel like it's a spa, even though I have like thousands of kids bath toys, like hanging around the ledge of my bathtub. Um, I just bought some things to make it for me put my Epsom salts in there, you know, got in. I was like, oh, this is great. Midday bath. Who the heck am I? Am I like, <laughs> what am I doing? This is like not me. So it was, it was great. And I get in and as right as I'm just relaxing into the bath and I'm like listening to my favorite podcasts, my youngest decides that she's going to scream bloody murder. And I was like, what the actual F? And I was like, I checked her on the monitor and she's just laying there screaming. And I'm like, okay, there's clearly nothing going on. She just does not want to sleep. And my first instinct was get out of the bath. Your, your time is done. Like you don't get to do this. Go get her. And then just uh, the whole day's ruined. My, that's my initial response. And then I was like, take a freaking breath, lady. You're so self-sabotaging and victim victimizing yourself in this moment. Take a breath. And so I just took some breaths and I was like, okay, let's give her five minutes. And I'm like, it is what it is. Either she's going to scream the time you're in the bath and it is what it is, or we get out and we ruin the bath anyway. So either moment, either option is going to be fucked. Excuse my language. (laughs) But that's what it felt like in that moment. And then I realized that I I kind of just like put it out there that it is going to be what it's going to be. And I had a choice to let it mess my mind up or I had a choice to just be like, how can I enjoy this moment? I'm going to take my breaths. Luckily, I did have my earplugs with me. Um, I'm going to, I think I have a post on my Instagram about them. I actually forgot the name of them um, right now, but they, you can still hear everything in your house is just like super quiet. It's like this. (laughs) Everything's just like a whisper and it helps to regulate the nervous system so that it's, you're not heightened. So like loud noises, if you're someone like me who has an auditory sensory issue, everything loud, if it's not something that I like, will actually cause me to get dysregulated. So the earplugs actually helped me. So I popped them in and it was like the moment I gave up that control of like trying to control her and her sleep schedule. And I just was like, it is what it is. I'm going to enjoy myself no matter what. She actually fell back asleep and I was able to have my full bath. I journaled. I listened to my podcast. I, it was just so lovely. And I'm so glad that I did it and didn't let myself sabotage it. And so the question that I have for everybody is how are we feeding into our children's emotions? And how are how is that then keeping us from being mindful or living our best life? Let me repeat that. The question I have for you today is How are we feeding into our children's emotions? And how is it then blocking us 
from growing more mindful or fully living in the present moment. We, believe it or not, have a very big control in the outcome. And it's all based on our perception. So when we, in that moment when I was in the bath, if I would have allowed her screaming to continue to pull me out of that present moment, to continue to anger me because I felt like my private time, my moment alone was being ruined. If I would have done what I always used to do and and live in that victim mentality of, I never get alone time. Someone's always going to be screaming. I'm never going to get what I want. I never am alone. I never feel refreshed. I never feel this. I never do that. I never feel relaxed. If I would have fed into that victim mentality, she's going to feel that when I go in that room and she's going to feel my energy. And then that's going to provoke her even more because now she's not feeling seen or loved or supported. And or I could have like done what I've always used to do and like click the monitor and be like, lay down. Cause I can talk. It's like, a, there's like a speaker on there. And then she's feeling that negative energy that I'm feeding to her. And it's just going to fuel the fire. And so when I got out of my own way and was like, I can't control her, but I can control how I'm feeling in this moment. I was able to enjoy my moment and I was able to be present and she figured it out on her own. And I allowed her that space to do it, knowing that she was safe, knowing that everything was fine. She then was able to regulate and go to sleep. But as we continue to fuel into those, those moments, we're going to have this outcome. So as your kid, you're going through this week, I want you to just really think about that question. How am I feeding into my children's emotions? So that means like, how are you how are your feelings fueling the fire within them? Are you responding or are you reacting to them? And if you're finding yourself reacting more to your children instead of responding, you need to then think, well, how is this stopping me? And how can I then become more mindful? What, what action items do I need to take to refocus my mind so that I can then enjoy this moment. I can then become present and regulate it in this moment. And so the action plan this week for everybody, if you're wanting this challenge, is to really pay attention when your children are having freakouts or when you're in a moment where someone else is in charge of your, your child. How are you allowing your child's emotions to then affect you? And how are you then fueling the situation to, to stop you from being mindful? So we're going to, we're going to change those thoughts this week. We're going to, we're going to stop those thoughts of negativity, of self-sabotage, of victim mentality that woe is mean. I can never do this. I can never have alone time. I can never enjoy a moment, even though you are alone. Yeah. You're, you're always going to hear noises. So how do we then shift that mindset? It's, We're going to be present in that moment. We are going to be mindful and we're going to talk ourselves down. Ask yourself those questions. Imagine yourself being talked to by someone else. 
if you, you hear somebody else being like, I'm never this, I'm never that, you usually encourage them. You usually show them compassion. Show yourself compassion. Be like, yeah, it really sucks that my kid's fucking screaming right now. <sighs> Take a deep breath. Let it out. Allow yourself that space to feel what you're feeling and know that it's okay. Okay, you had those feelings. Yeah, it sucks. Now what can I do? Do I have earplugs? Put them on. If I don't, can I go to another room? Can I go step outside? Are my kids safe? Okay, if someone's watching my kids and it's too loud in my house, I'm going to go for a walk. I'm going to take, I'm going to find a different way then to make that space for myself so that I can then receive that refresh moment. And that's what I'm going to do. Sometimes if the noise is too much for me, um, playing a song that like, is not like crazy, like bumping in my ear, but it's like something that gets me excited or happy. I'll put those earplugs in, like earpods in, not earplugs. And I will dance. I will dance by myself. Or sometimes if my kids are freaking out and everything I've tried is just not working, I throw on some stupid music that makes everybody laugh. I think it's called Oh Fartfature or something like that. From like, um, there's a song that it's like, literally, they're just making farting noises. That makes my children, even my twins, hysterically laugh. And we just dance and I make fart noises and we like do these stupid, like pretending we're farting moves. And it immediately changes the mood. And it is so funny. And sometimes just having those tools to like, how, what is a quick way to just shake up the situation and change it. And for me, I found music makes everything different. And so I challenge you this week to really look at what's happening in your house and like, especially in those moments that you're trying to take time for yourself. And how do you talk yourself down from that self-sabotage, that self-victimhood um, mentality that I can never do this, so I'm giving up mentality. And I've, I've been there. It is, it is a real place, and it is very hard to come out of, but you can do it. And the more you practice that, and the more you practice the self-talk of like, how do I bring this myself down from this woe is me mentality, the more you are going to just in, instantly step into those moments. I find myself some days I'm like, damn, who am I? <laughs> I've never been like this. I talk to my sister or my family and you'll immediately hear it's like, oh, she's, oh, you know, she's got great ideas, but then she sets herself up for failure and then she complains about it. And it's true. I mean, that's who I was. And I'm not, when you come to this podcast, you're going to get real and <laughs> you're going to learn that you are not the only one. Who has these moments of like sabotage, self-sabotage? And sometimes we're, it's because we don't feel worthy of that time and that feeling that we want to feel. And so the more we practice compassion and self-love with each other and ourselves, oh, the better we feel. And the more you do it, at first you're going to be like, oh my God, Paige, I cannot believe you have me looking at myself in the mirror, talking to myself. I feel crazy 
or talking to myself out loud. And you're just at first when you start practicing some of these things, sometimes you're like, okay, am I, am I losing it? But it, in actuality, it's the first time probably that you're given yourself compassion and love or have received love the way that you really want to receive love. And so understanding that it, growth is sometimes uncomfortable and that it's okay. And so I will re-ask the question is, how are we fueling our children's, or how are we feeding into our children's emotions? And how is that affecting our ability to stay present in the actual moment and live in our joy? How is it affecting our mentality? Is it pushing us into the victim mentality? Is it pushing us into self-sabotage? Another self-sabotage for me is food. I've noticed on weeks when I am allowing myself to get into the victim mentality, I, especially now after Easter, I have been taking handfuls of candy and just like, it gives me like, it's like my drug. It instantly calms me. And so that is also how I gained 30 pounds over the past, you know, five years. And uh, I noticed myself over the past week or two doing that. And so that is my goal this week is to see that even to stop myself or encourage myself to go a better route. (laughs) Um, And so, again, we are here not to be perfect. We are here to learn how to step into mindful living, become mindfully empowered. And so I challenge you to challenge yourself, really pay attention to how we're fueling these fires and let's put them out before they get crazy big. And let's take our time back and live in this present moment because it's so beautiful to be around our children, even when they're not the best (laughs) and we need to enjoy them. And we need to be able to enjoy our life again. So that's it for me today. I hope that this made sense. I did feel a little rambled and a little crazy. Um, Got a little distracted there. But um, yeah, I hope you enjoyed this one. And if you are interested in learning more about working with me, I am offering a free webinar on May 6th at 11.30 a.m. Don't worry about being able to make it live. If you can't, I will have the replay in the portal. All you need to do is go to my website. um, And if you want to be a part of it live, even if you don't, it's okay. Go to the website, um, click into work with me and you'll see it's called bringing sexy back just click that and then you'll put in your information it off it asks you for credit card information um just to be able to process you but you do not pay anything so do not be turned away by that i am not charging for this webinar you do not have to pay a membership fee to be on my website or to receive emails from me you do not have to pay for this webinar it's simply just there if you want to purchase any other items or anything just to have on file. Um, But this will be a lifelong free webinar because I want everybody to learn to love themselves. It's called bringing sexy back because as um, again, this is for men and women, but 
specifically women, I put this for you because after babies, we sometimes don't feel connected to our body anymore. It's a different body and learning to re-love it is part of our journey. So I just want all of you to feel loved and welcome. And I, I made it free, especially for Mother's Day weekend. So I hope you join me, log onto my website and sign up and learn the fun tools that I have used to fall back in love with myself. This is the Me Journeys and I am Paige Tripp and I hope you have the best week. I love you and I'll see you next week.